0: Tonight we're talking about, as we have the last few Wednesdays, talking about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. We're praying for people again tonight. If after the teaching tonight you desire to be prayed for, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in other tongues, we're going to pray for you, as we did last week. And if you were prayed for last week, there are a number of you that received tongues for the first time, Um, others that drew drew from the presence of God that I believe got increase in the tongue that they're praying in, and a number of you are acknowledging that, but praying in tongues is something we don't do when there's times of desperation. It's something we do every day, you know, to stay what? To stay built up to stay strengthened, to stay aware of God and his presence in our life and how vital that that is. It's vital. And so we're going to look tonight. You know, something else God said to me during during that song. Um, Jesus made this statement. Jesus made this statement before he was crucified. Not right before, but just in, in a certain time period, he made this statement. That the devil had nothing in him. Amen. That's right. I, I really want you to keep that thought and be asking God what that means to you. What leverage in you does the enemy have? The, the, the time period of the church world that I grew up in, from the time I was 18 years old is when I got saved, from that, from that moment until now, there were a lot of years in the church that for some reason it wasn't popular to admit that you had problems, that you had issues in your life, that you struggled with certain things. And everything that you struggle with that it isn't that's not pleasing to God will say, is leverage that the enemy has to keep you from receiving from God. That's right. Jesus said, he's got nothing in me. He's got nothing on me. He's got nothing in me. So I am free to do exactly what God tells me to do. And know that I get the results every single time. That's right. He knew that. in the 44 years that I've been walking with God, I'm beginning to see that thing in in a supernatural way, and that's why I'm telling you, I told you that. That's what Jesus said. God wants you to think about that day to day, because He has empowered you to overcome everything that tries to hinder you or hold you back. That's right. He's empowered you to overcome. We don't have to give place to anything of the enemy, not any lie of the enemy whatsoever. And tonight, what I want to talk about is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to mention a couple of different verses that we mentioned last week. But I'm just going to kind of connect the two and just talk for a few minutes about being filled. Um, If the... If the gas gauge in your car is broken, you still have the ability to find out whether you're full or not. Right? I'm not talking about guessing. Yeah, well, kick the gas tank under the car, seems full, and then you run out. You can drive to the gas station, pull up to the pump, stick the handle in your gas tank, and let it run until it what? Or overflows. If it gets stuck, (laughs) it'll overflow. And then you can know you're filled. But what I want to say to you tonight, and I want you to relate it to your gas tank, is that if you use your car, your tank has to continually be filled. Yeah, that's right. So to be filled with the Spirit is a continual thing. It's something that has to be done all the time, and there, there's only a number of ways that you can fill yourself up with the Spirit. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that was the initial connection. If you, number one, you have to be saved to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because there's not two spirits. It's the activation of the Spirit on the inside of you in a supernatural way. And once that happens, that's a great thing. But if you never do anything with it, then you've got the gas pump, you've got the, the uh, handle, the hosel, to put into to the, to the car, but you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. You're not continually being filled. So you continually run out. And when you run out... From a spiritual perspective, when you run out in your life, it causes all kinds of things. Yep. It causes a lot of drama in your life, a lot of stress in your life, a lot of anxiety in your life, a lot of non-production, a lot of lack of manifestation, a lot of confusion when you're not continually being filled. So, to not be baptized in the Holy Spirit hinders you from being filled up on a continual basis. Now, I just want to read these passages, a couple of passages that we read last week, John 14 and starting with verse 15, if you love me. Keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. What's his name? Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you, but he will be in you. That's on that side of the cross. Now we know he's in us. Say the spirit of God is in me. Right. So you're a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we read the passages last week, we're not going to go over all those this week, but the passages where in the book of Acts, they were born again, but they hadn't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and Paul and Peter and uh, different ones laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And And I told you this last week, if you weren't here last week, it'd be good for you to listen to that, go back, go to the to the app or the website and listen to the message, but I made this statement. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues is for everybody. It's for every human being ever created. The only prerequisite to the baptism of the Holy Spirit is being born again. That's what we see through Scripture. I'm not not making that up. It's what, what we read, and we read a lot of that last week. And I just want to remind you, in Luke 11, starting with verse 9, I want want to remind you of how much God wants you to have this. Luke uh, Luke 11, verse 9, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you'll find, knock and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, to him who knocks it, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? The answer to that big question mark is there. The answer to that is no. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So... I just want to drive this point home tonight. Even though the Holy Spirit is for everybody, it's only for those that ask for it. And you have to ask for it, because He said you did. And if a person's not ready to receive, why pray for them? Why put them in that place or under pressure or make them feel guilty or make them feel like they're not good enough or they make them feel all kinds of different things as a result of that I say today when a person is ready then they receive yeah, right. and you'll never be ready if you're not taught first that's why we teach and teach what the scripture says <clears throat> so tonight and my encouragement is constantly for you to increase in your prayer language. Probably upwards of at least a half a dozen, maybe closer to eight different times in the last 44 years or 42 years since I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, have, has my, my language increased as we were praying before service. When I was praying in the Spirit, I said, anybody that prays in the Spirit, please pray in the Spirit. Well, nobody had to be shook or, you know, prayed over first or, you know, had to lay on the floor and then they could pray in other tongues. I I can pray in other tongues looking at you with my eyes open because it's a gift from God and it's not weird. It's empowering. When I stop and think about it, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now and I, I, I could like just turn around and you'll have to give me a few minutes, I could weep over it. I don't know where I would be without it. I don't know in the natural, in my head, my head saying this, I don't know that I could have made it without the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how people make it without the Holy Spirit. I don't understand. Because He's become... My go to. Wasn't that way? I got born again and, you know, I was developing and learning it for a number of years and walking it out and developing it and learning it. It takes time. But today, he's my go to. I don't need to call 14 people to get a confirmation or something about something. I go to him first. I go to him first. And the more I go to him and he's first, I don't really seem anymore to need a whole lot from anybody else. Because he's more than enough. Say that. He's more than than enough. enough. We all need people. We all need each other. Don't get me wrong when I'm saying that. I'm just saying, ultimately, he's the go-to. And we've got to be about him. And we've got to understand Him, because everybody's filled with something. You can be filled with the Spirit, which means what? Continually filled. Or you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and be full of yourself. Why? Because you're not continually filling yourself by praying in other tongues. Speaking the word, listening to the word. You can be full of sports, right? You can be full of bitterness. You can be full of anger, frustration. You can be full of jealousy. All of us have been full of something before we came to God. And if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're developing your connection with God through praying in other tongues, it's filling you, and what happens is when He fills you up, the other leaves. That's my example. These are some of Dr. Wendy's greens. <laughs> some of her chocolate greens. Th- these are some of her chocolate greens. You get the picture? They've been sitting there for about four hours, and they're looking a little, little rough. Amen? So here's the stuff we come into the kingdom with. The day you get born again, You know, you can get excited and some good things can happen, but most of this stuff still looks like this. Then when the Spirit of God, you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and He begins to fill you up to overflowing, and you continually fill yourself up with Him. Now, filling yourself up with Him is praying in other tongues and then allowing the Word that you speak and confess every day to become real to you. So I start praying in other tongues, I'm developing, I'm developing, I'm developing, okay, getting to here, and there's a lot of that good in there, but it's still mixed with the other. Hmm? It's still mixed with the other, and I got to keep doing it, and the more I keep doing it, the more it gets… A little pure, and I probably didn't get enough water. But notice, notice, the more I pray in the Spirit, the clearer it gets. You know what leaves? Bitterness. Unforgiveness. Sports aren't the number one thing. How many love sports in here? I do. I love sports. But, you know, I have to admit that today, it's like... It's, it's not that I don't like sports and I don't want to deal with sports. We'll have to just clean all that later. <laughs> you got my point, right? Yes. Is there a couple of napkins? There's a couple of Kleenex right there. <laughs> there we go, another one. You can like a lot of things, but they're not your go-to. That's right. That's right. When I was growing up, Monday night football was like, it was in my veins, (laughs) you know? And where I grew up, we didn't have a pro football team, but uh, when the Green Bay Packers were playing on Monday night football, oh, man, that's all I thought about all day long. I'd be in school, and, man, all I could think about was Monday night football. Howard Cosell. Some of you don't even know who he is. He had a really bad toupee. It was just Monday night football. That's all I could think about. And if the Packers lost, the rest of my week was shot. Because the Packers had no answer for my life. When I got born again, still I was about Monday night football. Still I was about the NBA. Still I was about watching golf playing golf, doing whatever. Still, I was about all those things. And and, and I get born again, and your life is cloudy like that glass was, but the more I put God in, it began to clean out the other things. See, that way, I don't have to try to quit being bitter. Because I carried some unforgiveness and some hatred into my born-again walk for probably 10 years. Not wanting it, I hated it. Well, did you forgive them? Yeah, yeah, about 10 times. But I can't get past it. And I go talk to people, and hey, how do you get past it? You just stay with it. Yeah but, yeah, but I want free now. I want somebody to lay hands on me. I want you know somebody else to lay hands on me. I had five people lay hands on me. I want more people laying hands on me. You just stay with it. You make a decision every single time. You practice it. Yeah. The unforgiveness and the hatred that you have, the, what you don't like about, the, a, say, a specific person, because the unforgiveness and the hatred is toward people. Yeah. If we didn't have people in our lives, everything would be fine. But it's toward people, and we got to purpose and practice doing the opposite of what our flesh wants to do, and putting the Word on it, and Praying in the Spirit, and as He leads you, pray for those people. All kinds of ways for you to be filled up to a place of overflowing. And over time, you just keep doing it. You don't quit. It cleans it out, and one day it becomes white as snow. And that's why I said at the beginning of the message tonight, I want you to think about, Jesus said, He's got nothing in me. His water was... As clear as some natural stream flowing out of the ground. That's where Jesus was. And the more you and I stay with it, we become clearer and clearer. We see it. And, and, and all of a sudden, you hear that statement that Jesus made, and you think, you know what? Wait a minute. You've got nothing in me. And the moment you say something like that, something potentially will try to come at you. But no, no, no. What's caused me to overcome to this point is what will continually empower me to overcome in everything else I face. I don't care what it is. I'm telling you tonight, that's what he's done for you and I. Can you say amen? Amen. We know on the day of Pentecost that they were filled and they spoke, right? All through Scripture you see, and I'm going to just read you a few just one-verse one passages here that talk about being filled and then speaking. On the day of Pentecost, in, in uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, they were filled and they began to speak with other tongues. And when they, in, in Acts 4, <clears throat> just a couple of chapters after that, a little bit of period of time after that, remember they had been filled on the day of Pentecost. Acts 4 and 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and watch this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, there were some new people there, but there were some of those that were there on the day of Pentecost were right here also, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak the Word of God with boldness. Being filled and speaking go hand in hand. And, And what it does is, it kind of, they, they, they connect to each other. When I speak and I pray, I become filled. Watch it as I read a few more verses Luke 4 and verse 1. Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan. Watch this. And was what? He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was filled and he was led. You know why? Because he had faith. Ephesians 5 and verse 17. And I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. And see, when you put it in context of what he's saying here, you could say, you know, don't do drugs, don't do this, don't do that. Don't, don't let something else be the go-to in your life. It'll ruin your life. Sports will ruin your life when you put your faith there because at the end of your life, sports won't do anything for you. God's got this eternity for you and I to live in. Amen? Amen. So you can enjoy things that will ruin your life. You can enjoy sports when God's your go-to. You can enjoy other things when God's your go-to. He said, that will ruin your life. Instead, be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And what does filled mean? Continually filled. Like the gas tank. You fill it up. You run it you fill it up again. It's a continual filling. It's not being filled once. And I, I've heard people say this all the time. I, I had a, uh, a situation happen when I used to live down in the valley, in the Rio ground valley, and the deal happened with a pastor down there. And I remember somebody telling me about this pastor, and he said, you know, so-and-so did this and ran off with somebody and divorced his wife or whatever, and he said, you know, something to the effect that you know, and that guy was spirit-filled. And I thought to myself, not the day he ran off with the other woman. Yeah. See, because it's what we think of spirit-filled. We think it's a, it, it, well, we were prayed for in a service, we fell out, we started praying in other tongues, and we're filled with the spirit, and so now it's just, it's just the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm spirit-filled. You know, I pray in other tongues because I did that day that I was prayed for, and and I was I've been shocked through the years how many people think that way. That guy wasn't spirit-filled the day he ran off with another woman and left his wife. That's not. Jesus was led by the Spirit after being filled into a difficult situation. You may be having troubles with a spouse. You may be having troubles with neighbors. You may be having trouble with people on the job. You may be having trouble in different areas of your life. But if you're continually being filled, He'll lead you through that. Did the Holy Spirit lead him out in the wilderness and leave him for, you know, the next six years? No. He was out there, Holy Spirit leading him through it to the other side. And he came out on the other side stronger than when he went in. Because he came out on the other side, tempted, really strong by the devil after 40 days, and he passed every test. Yeah. He was stronger. When you get filled, you'll be led. Can you say amen? Yeah. <clears throat> Ephesians 3 and 19. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. That you be filled with the fullness of God. Man, filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Jude, which is only one chapter, uh, verse 16. He said, these are grumblers and complainers. Those, those are people speaking. Walking according to their own lust." And they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Their words are messed up. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the Word of God. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause division... Not having the Spirit. Did you hear what was just said right there? He's not talking about people of the world. He's talking about people in the church. They cause division because they don't have the Spirit. They're not being filled with the Spirit, which means what? Continually being filled with the Spirit. I'll just ask you this point-blank question. Have you ever caused dissension? Yeah. I have. Have you ever stirred up things, stirred up strife and division between people? Have you ever played the manipulative game against people, thinking you're, 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 you're smarter? <laughs> Nobody's smarter than God. You're never getting away with nothing. I had to learn that the hard way. Back up, let it go. He just said there's going to be people like this in the last times who walk, who, who walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are central persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. So don't be looking around at other people that do that kind of stuff. Make sure that's not happening with you. Yeah, that's Right? Right? But the way, you're not strong enough to judge your own heart. The way you do that is the next verse. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Praying in other tongues. That's how you build yourself up, where? In your most holy faith. Now, now, I'm going to say a couple things. And in a moment, I'm just going to give anybody the opportunity. We're not, we did some different things last week in, in praying for people, but I'm going to give people the opportunity. But there's some things that you need to hear from me before I pray. The reason that people aren't continually filled is very simple, okay? The reason people are not continually filled is actually only one reason. And I'm going to read another passage. It'll be my last passage that I read. But but I want to say these few things leading up to that. There's only one reason people are not continually filled, it's because of the lack of faith. Okay? So, I want to explain that. The reason people are not continually filled is because of a lack of faith. Because there's no hearing, there's no meditation of God's Word, there's no doing of the Word, There's no speaking or praying in other tongues. So there's no developing of faith. You have faith. If you're born again, you have a measure of faith. Everybody has the same measure. What you do with the faith determines whether the faith works for you. But people that are not praying in other tongues are not developing a life of faith. Because what praying in other tongues does for me is it brings me revelation and understanding that I wouldn't normally have with my mind. My mind will talk me out of things. My mind will tell me I can't do something. And when I'm not sure what to do, I begin to pray in other tongues and and. All of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord over time, if I'll develop that and learn how to hear what He's trying to get over to me, He will give me the answer for every single thing I need. That's right. Because He said He would. So when I say people are not continually filled, it's because they don't have faith. I want to read you this passage. Down in Matthew 17 and verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls in the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and he said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then his disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. Because you had no faith is what one translation says. You had no developed faith. Watch what he says. It says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind, he's talking about casting out this demon, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What is he talking about? He's talking about a relationship. That demon doesn't come out. Things don't change in your life. You don't develop real faith until you develop a relationship through hearing the Word, meditating the Word, praying in the Spirit, doing what He says, learning how to be led of the things that He's telling you to do. Then if you have to cast out a demon, you'll cast out a demon because you've been… It's not just going through the motion of praying and fasting. It's having a real relationship with God. Sometimes we need to, along the way, I did, we need to fast the sports. I had to fast the sports for a season. And when I did that, I realized I I, I wouldn't die (laughs) without it. I had to fast playing golf for a while because I was so obsessed with it. I was born again but obsessed with it because it was my lifeline. I thought. So when I began to fast the game, I realized I didn't have to have that. Today I can enjoy it, right, because it's not my go-to. And it came through prayer and fasting and connection. And praying in the Spirit and learning God and learning God through His Word that empowered me to be able to make those kind of decisions where today, if I'm tempted with something, what I want to say is, He's got nothing in me. That's what I want to say. I don't think you're not going to be challenged with those kind of things when you say something like that. So it's not about going and telling everybody about it. I'm just making the point. God wants you to keep that in your mind as the mark and the gold that you're reaching toward. The devil has nothing in me. Why? Because I give him no place. Why? Because I hear the word. I meditate the word. I pray in the spirit, continually filling myself up. I do what he tells me to do. When I'm listening to him and asking him about a situation and what to do, and I believe I've heard him, then I walk that out. I'm a doer. I'm listening to him. So we're not living this life like we're, you know, estranged from our Father. We're living this life connected with him. He brought heaven to earth. The Father is on the throne in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand, and the Holy Spirit is everywhere. (laughs) But he lives in me. The Holy Spirit is everywhere, every minute of every day, 24-7 or 48-14. I mean, I don't know. It's beyond what we can actually think, but he's everywhere and he lives inside of us. And we can access, we can access the resource of heaven now on this earth that's why we need the baptism of the holy spirit that's that's why we need to be able to pray in other tongues that's why we need to be continually filled every day so we're not up and down and like a roller coaster you know in life i mean there's a there's a roller coaster world out there but when our world is framed by god's word and we're living this life connected to the person of the Holy Spirit. My life can be like this all the time. Because the devil has nothing in me. Say that. The devil has nothing in me. So be challenged to learn to live that way. Yeah. So when you see, say you lied about something. Think the devil can use lying? Absolutely. Say you feel like you're, you, you have unforgiveness toward a certain person and you're struggling with it. You think the devil can use that? Absolutely. He can use it against you, but he can't beat you unless you give it to him. Yeah, that's right. All you have to do is admit, Father, I, I'm struggling with this. I, I want to take these people out. I want to take this person out. I want to hurt them. I'm admitting it to you. Be honest with him. Yeah, right. He'll empower you how to get over it. That's the benefit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Can you say amen to that?